Welcome to the Editor's Show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcasts. Understanding a journal aims and scope is a first milestone on the road to publication. Let's discover the views of our associate editor, Dilani Jayawarna, from Liverpool University. Dilani, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Vincent. Can you briefly introduce yourself and your main research topic? Okay. <clears throat> Um, I'm Dilani Jaiwana, Professor of Entrepreneurship at the University of Liverpool Management School in the UK. Uh, I'm an associate editor for ERG, uh, very privileged to, to have that position, and also a consulting editor for the International Small Business Journal, uh, ISBJ. Uh, in my research, uh, I'm particularly intrigued by the possibilities offered in life course research to understand dynamic social processes and therefore study entrepreneurial life course, especially aiming to develop theory about entrepreneurial opportunity structures and their relationship to broader social structures, including gender and class. At the heart of my current work lies a concern with the degree and nature of permeability between the business boundaries and entrepreneurial households and the interlocking nature of their interactions over time. In my research, I employ methodologies to capture and study how resources, its determinants and their interrelationships emerge from antecedent factors earlier in life and change across the life course of the individual, their household and the business by employing longitudinal data to model the dynamic processes. At the policy level, my research challenges the popular policy discourse of enterprise as an open route of opportunity arguing that entrepreneurship is a socially structured resource-based activity and due to strong gender divisions in domestic labor, entrepreneurship is not necessarily a productive labor market activity for some groups in the contemporary society. So that's that's basically the kind of core theme of the research I, I, I do at the moment. But in that core theme, I'm doing research uh, in relation to hybrid entrepreneurship, youth entrepreneurship, Uh, it's, it's one of my more recent works. And then Entrepreneurial Exit is, is another project that I've just uh, recently completed. Thank the, you, Vincent. The journal recently updated its aims and scope. What, in your view, makes a paper interesting and courageous as emphasized by ERD? ERD is a leaning entrepreneurship journal aiming to publish original, interesting and courageous research. You will see this uh, um, uh, message clearly in our website. Now, entrepreneurship is a very broad phenomena. It covers many types, many forms and functions. And we see scholarly attention both at the macro and the micro level, studying the individual entrepreneur, entrepreneurial business, and the social structures that support or hinders its existence. Not only in ERD, but in other entrepreneurship journals, there appears to be a focus on reinvesting certain research questions again and again, rather than on discovering new, exciting phenomena. By encouraging interesting and courageous research, we want to motivate our authors to come up with research questions from a vibrant phenomena instead of doing what we call research on research. To me, an interesting and courageous research is one that challenges assumptions and theories on which prior studies rely, our aim should be pushing the boundaries of our discipline. So above all, studies that challenge the assumption of their audience are regarded as interesting, and they are the ones that, that, that are more likely to be read, understood, and re remembered by many. Unfortunately, most publications we receive do not challenge existing assumptions. 
but often rather uncritically builds on consolidated beliefs, thereby simply reinforcing those existing beliefs. In my view, such research is not interesting or courageous enough to be published in ERD. How does this relate to, to making contributions to theory? Now, when you're not challenging the existing assumptions, you refer to the existing research with the aim of identifying or consolidating and filling a gap. Now, this gap-spotting approach is the most dominant way of creating research questions in, in papers I see coming to ERD. So instead of making a significant contribution to theory, such research internalize the prevailing assumptions and often uncritically reproduce them. So in such contributions, we as reviewers or editors often ask, so what question, get lost in, but, but get lost in the middle. So instead of courageous ideas are developed, sorry, instead courageous ideas are developed by stepping back from the obvious theoretical layer and identify questionable core assumptions on which most prior studies rely. And therefore such research has great potential to make significant contribution to theory. That's, that's my view about it. What are the, your, your top tips to uh, reach publication in ERD? <clears throat> Now that's, that's a difficult question because obviously there are loads of tips that you can, as, uh, as scholars that we've been hearing from different people. So um, as I mentioned before, and also as the journal guidelines suggest, we are interested in receiving interesting, original and courageous research. Now authors need to identify research areas that has yet to be, give, yet to be given serious thought And when they identify a courageous research idea, they should provide evidence that the identified phenomena is real and the studying that is important. In other words, the idea is not only original, but also significant. So the two terms, interesting and courageous, covers many essential aspects, a journal article, uh, and that could offer theoretical, practical and policy contributions to the field. And also uh, identifying an interesting, original and courageous research idea is important. But also claims and conceptualizing the paper must be underpinned by scientific principles or what we call grounding the research on a valid theory or theories. Uh, additionally, it's also crucial for authors to focus their paper on a single key message, which they communicate in the title. Everything in the paper should logically and structurally support the idea. We can see papers starting with something, ending with something else. So we want the focus, one of the essential elements. Methodologically, methodological transparency and analytical rigor are essential elements of a good paper. We certainly don't uh, look for papers that are data-driven. Theory should drive the inquiry and data should be used effectively to understand the phenomena in question or to test it. We get often um, many papers that clearly read in the first paragraph, you can see uh, you played with data, you come up with an idea, now the, 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 the paper is written all around the data that you've been playing with. This is, this is uh, not a strong paper that we would, be like, we would like to publish in ERD. Also in the paper, we would like to reach a conclusion of interest to an in interdisciplinary readership. Context does matter. So it's important that the findings are discussed in relation to the study context. So th those kind of are the main things I, I thought from the beginning, being be very focused, grounding everything in, in, in uh, the relevant theories. And then particularly when it comes to methodology, methodological rigor, transparency, essential data-driven work is, is not particularly uh, welcome. 
and also we need to we need to write to an inter interdisciplinary readership context is also really really important do you have any other recommendation for the future authors um Uh, research articles must make strong empirical and theoretical contributions and should highlight the relevance of those contributions for current discussions in the field. For more specifically, hypothesis testing papers, which we receive so many, should build theoretically meaningful and empirically testable hypotheses using strong and relevant theories. And also in terms of selecting theories to investigate the phenomena, This is a long and challenging process because it requires uh, uh, authors to have a broad and deep understanding of both the phenomena and appropriate theory. Now, in many cases, the most appropriate theories may not be within the researcher's co-expertise, but requires reading beyond the field. So we need to go outside the entrepreneurship uh, 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 discipline uh, to go into more broader um, management uh, field to find certain theories that may be relevant to uh, uh, grounding our work. Uh, if I may add one last point, uh, we need rigor in data analysis, whether it is qualitative data or quantitative data. It is not only selecting and using the most sophisticated analytical strategies, but most importantly, selecting the right and the relevant measures to measure the phenomena of interest. Now, this is particularly the case with quantitative data. We see many papers where variables and measures receive no justification, proxies after proxies, and then sometimes variables being introduced with no clear evidence of why that variable fits in there. So we can see very complicated models. We can see very complicated techniques being used in their analysis, which is good, but the, the variables doesn't make any sense. The variables are random variables coming from, from different studies, but they are not measuring the right thing, but then later claiming uh, certain strong state, putting strong statements, claiming strong um, uh, contributions, but the, the things that are important to measure in the paper or in the study has not been measured properly. So this is one of the, the main weaknesses I see in quantitative papers. Thanks a lot, Delaney, for participating to our show. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-ird.com.